Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to Blessed to Be Us, I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantrell Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Study. If you are new here, i like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you would ever come across. Very much beginner friendly. If you are not new here, then you already know how we get down every week as we dive into a chapter. To get the backstory and to understand, you know, the roles that God had on people and the life that was just taken back then and that was placed in the bible and that still applies to our lives today the bible is so important it has the way of living in the bible and to just dissect the bible is exactly what i'm doing here is because i'm trying to figure out what am i supposed to be doing okay and that's just all that is to it and i i can't keep it no realer than that so welcome one welcome all to the best bible study class that you would ever come across if you again if you are not new here what we do here is we just dive into the bible so you can read out of any version bible you choose to where it could be niv the new king james version new translation whichever version of bible that you would like to read out of go ahead and grab your bible this week's class we will be in acts 28 which is the end of acts and we actually like ventured through acts and we got to know paul this was his story this was his whole shebang in acts and it really went down so i advise you to check out any episode before this where you may know where we are today which we ends this week with acts 28 and this is paul arriving to rome so if you are ready i am ready too so paul ashore on malta verse 1 acts 28 once safely on shore we found out that the island was called malta the islanders showed us unusual kindness they built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead, but after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god with a lowercase g. Verse 7 
There was an estate nearby that belonged to Plubius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and and dysentery. I don't know what that is yet. I'm going to get back to that. Paul went in to see him and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. Paul arrives at Rome, verse 11. After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods, Castor and Pollux. We put it at Syracuse and stayed there three days. From there, we set sail and arrived at Regium. The next day, the south wind came up, and on the following day, we reached Putillo, Patoli. Ooh, I butchered this word. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is yet. There, we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. And so, we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming and they traveled as far as the forum of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. Paul preaches at Rome under guard. Verse 17. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied, We have not received any letters from Judea concerning you, and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. But we want to hear what your views are, for we know that people everywhere are talking against this set. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning to evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous, which means hardened. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. 
Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Mm. And that's the end of chapter 28. Oh my goodness, guys. Okay, so boom, let's break it down. To get a starter off, when we entered into Acts and we met Paul, Paul was slaying Christians. He was against anybody who preached or talked about Jesus of Nazareth. He did not like anybody of those type of people. So he was like a soldier for the leaders who would have anything against the people of Nazareth or anybody who proclaimed Jesus or preached Jesus. And then Paul gets stopped on his tracks by Jesus. And now God has been using Paul as an example of what he is capable of doing. So Paul has been preaching everywhere about the kingdom of God. He has completely turned his life around. He is not the same person, which when we first met him, he was Saul. Now he is Paul. And which to me says a lot because he has been through a whole lot just trying to keep his good name, being a Roman citizen and still proclaiming Jesus of Nazareth. So boom, let's break the chapter down in 28. Once they safely got to the island, they noticed that it was called Malta. So when they got to Malta, the people there were very welcoming because it was raining, it was cold, and so they welcomed them in. And as they're welcoming the people in and gathering firewood and all of those things, a snake's come out of the a snake come out of the grass and latches onto Paul's hand. The people from the island, they like, oh dang, shoot, look at this. He must be cursed because the snake has attacked this man so obviously he tried to escape the seas and the goddess of the seas was not happy so they got him when he got to Malta on land and the snake has bit him but Paul he shook the snake off his hand and he the snake like went into the fire so they probably was eating snake for dinner but he shook the snake off and I kid you not nothing happened to him because they thought that he was going to eventually swell up or maybe be infected later but nothing happened. Paul didn't suffer any type of illness from this snake bite. So the people of Malta was like, "Mm, he must be a god because he got bit by a snake and nothing didn't happen to him. So they was all like happy and stuff. And so when it was time for Paul and them to leave, they just basically gave them all the supplies and stuff that they needed. So now Paul arrives at Rome. When they got to the place that they needed to be, they found sisters and brother, brothers of the Roman people. And they was like so happy. Like, yes, our sisters, our brothers, people that they basically knew. And so they greeted them and they were so happy. And when Paul seen them, Paul basically just thanked God. Like, thank you, Father God. I got to this destination like you said I would. And I see my people. When they got to Rome, Paul was allowed to be in his own room, in his own own space without being chained up or anything I don't know if he was chained up or not I don't really say that I gotta go deeper but he got his own room only thing he had was a guard that was guarding him he could have escaped the guard but that was not his plan his plan was to be in Rome and talk with Caesar and make sure that the people knew what was going on with him so boom Paul ends up preaching under the guard three days he preaching he called together the Jewish and he was like you know 
I have done nothing against our people or against the ancestors. I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me, but they couldn't because I was preaching Jesus basically. So I actually basically wanted to talk to Caesar. He was like, I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. And for this reason, I asked to see you and talk with you, okay? So I need y'all to know what's going on with me. The people like, look, we haven't got no reports from Judea. Nobody said nothing to us about you being arrested. Nobody came to us with nothing about you. But nevertheless, what is this that's going on with you? Because we want to hear, because we have been hearing a lot of things going on. This whole little thing y'all got going on about Jesus of Nazareth. So we have been hearing a lot of a lot about us, but personally, we haven't gotten any report on you. So in our eyes, you're really good. But go ahead, let us know what we should know. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day. I don't know which day it was. And on that certain day, it was an even larger crowd who came to hear Paul. So you had all the leaders, the people, the preachers, the people of the town. Probably like a lot of people really came to hear what Paul had to say. And as Paul started to proclaim, and he started to witness to them. And what witnessing to them is basically preaching to them. Look, this is what I've been through. This is what I've seen. This is what's been going on with me. I've witnessed this so I'm letting you guys know what is going on Jesus is real kingdom of God is real the prophecies is real the law of Moses is real everything that he said before us in this time and all this is real like I'm an example of what is happening and this is all happening so he preaching he preaching he going crazy so some people he witnessed to them from morning to evening explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses he even tried to persuade some people about Jesus some were convinced by what he said and then some others and that's how we have it today some people are are followers of Jesus and some people isn't I mean to, to each his own that's your business okay um so they started to disagree among themselves and it's not like they had shouted out anything it was like oh no we don't believe you're anything they didn't do any of that they just was mumbling against themselves talking amongst themselves you know gossiping and stuff like that it was like mm, crazy or they probably was like you know he's really telling the truth either way go they was talking among themselves and as they started to um begin to leave paul had made this final statement and that's when they began to leave but he made this statement first he said the holy spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through isaiah the prophet Go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Now, that was a good statement. So after he said this statement, after he said that, you know, that was the final statement of him saying what he needed to say. And that really spoke to some people. And it obviously didn't spoke to speak to some people because just like what it says, some people can't open up their ears and they still don't hear what's going on. And some people have eyes and they, their eyes are still closed to what's happening. Um, so after that, Paul stayed in Rome for two years in his own rented house. And he welcomed everybody who came and everybody who um, needed to be healed. He basically, you know, he welcomed everybody like Paul. He showed a lot of love to the people and he healed them. But there was something else that he did within the story. I want to make sure I get that correct because 
Okay, yeah, in verse 7, when he got to Malta or whatever, there was a whole estate by the island or whatever, and it belonged to Publius. And the Publius, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Publius, I probably, I'm, I'm butchering his name. He was the chief official of the island, and he welcomed Paul and his people to stay at the island. And his dad was sick and stuff like that, but Paul ended up healing his dad, and everybody else that was sick on the island of Malta Paul ended up healing them too so this was before he went to Rome I just wanted to kind of throw that in there because I did forget about that but what an interesting interesting um chapter and so the life question is do you like Paul strive to make the best of bad situations I can answer this I didn't before I didn't strive to make the best out of my bad situations before because I did not know how. But as I started to walk with God and started to become in relationship with the Holy Spirit, I was given the tools of understanding how to handle situations like endurance and keeping my peace and keeping my um, strength of being calm and all of those things and what they meant to me. So yes, today I do um, strive to make the best of my bad situations, but if I'm just speaking maybe before, I, I wasn't. I wasn't able to strive to make the best out of my, my bad situations. And I even think that with life today, you know, we get thrown so many bad situations. How do you make the best out of your bad situation that I have to remind myself constantly? Like, girl, you cannot do anything without God. So that's the first step, first and foremost. Even when you get tired of reading the Bible or whatever the case may be, because not everybody have that capacity to do that. You can't do nothing without God. So you're going to always have to revert back to the basics and that's me understanding this walk in this relationship of what I have with God but that's just not so for me this question is for you and for anybody else who may struggle with how do you strive to make the best out of your situation you know do you cry do you go into denial do you be guilty do you give up you know like or do you strive that's a really really good question and that is the end of our chapter as well as the end of our class today and I'm very honored and I say that all the time I'm very honored to be able to read the bible even when I do it um I find myself being attacked by the enemy who always reminds me that I could be doing something else or I could be searching for something else. And thank God of my relationship that I have with God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus that I'm always just reminded that at the end of the day, everything that I have, everything that I go through, everything that I overcome and I become, I owe to God. And so whatever steps I need to take and whatever things that I need to do, I just ask God to allow me to be that today. Let me not think about tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. Um, but the daily bread that he has for me today is what I'm very, very much in need of. And so I just always remind myself that, you know, Wantrell, you are not the only person that may feel like this. You're not the only person that go through anything. Life could be so much worse for you. All kinds of things that makes me want to continue to strive with my relationship with God because that's not even an easy thing. And for some people it is, and I get that. 
but I'm not you and everybody don't have that same ability to have that type of strength and so I'm asking God every day to strengthen that relationship with me because I want to not not because it sound good or anything like that and I just know because the enemy is at me every day the enemy wants parts of me every day no matter what it, it could be anything the way I think the way I act the way I receive things the way I perceive all this and this particular statement stood out to me acts 28 verse 26 go to this people and say you will be ever hearing but never understanding you will be ever seeing but never perceiving for this people's heart has become callous they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears understand with their heart and turn and i will heal them and that is the path that i'm on when i'm um, walking this journey and i'm talking about this journey in life okay because i do not have it figured out i i see a lot of people have it figured out i'm not one of those persons who have it figured out i really truly not and i'm gonna look back and replay this podcast and be like i remember when i did not have it figured out and god was telling me that it's okay that it's okay that you don't have it figured out because God already has it figured out for me and I just have to continue to get with him (laughs) and that that just makes me very very happy and it it brings joy to my life so yes you guys have been rocking with your cousin Wantra Levette on the best bible study class that you have ever come across very much bougie and this is blessed to be us so send this message to anybody that you may feel may need it we will be going into a whole new chapter next week which will be romans and i'm excited to just continue to dive through the bible and find out everything that god has for the people so that i know that he still has those things for me until next week you guys i will talk to you bye